everyone. Welcome to another episode of What is a Podcast, coming to you from what I'm pretty sure is the hottest day of the year, at least the hottest day I can remember of this year, right? Full transparency. I am not wearing pants right now. I am just in my boxer briefs because it's that hot. It was like 106 today, something like that. Um, And I live in the Bay Area, California, so it's not typically that hot. I used to live in the desert in Southern California, and it did get to those temperatures out in the desert. But in the Bay Area, it's, you know, not usually that high. So my body isn't hasn't adjusted to the temperatures quite right yet. And it's been a struggle. Yesterday was hot. Today was hot, right? I don't even know if tomorrow is going to be hot. I'm just going to assume that it's going to be a hot one tomorrow. So I'm going to try and be safe, you know, drink my water, wear my sunscreen, all that. And I hope everyone else who is experiencing heat, whether you listen to this right when it comes out or not, I hope you I hope you're safe. Drink some water, wear some sunscreen, you know, turn on a fan or some air conditioning or something. You know, you deserve it. You deserve to to beat the heat. Like thankfully, like you should be social distancing as much as possible, right? So just social distance with a fan on cuz you know there's a virus outside. Although I think I remember reading somewhere that the virus can't last in certain degree temperature, but that was like right when the virus really started popping off in America. So I don't know how true that is. Like the virus can't stand 100 degree weather. But I remember reading that early on. If that is true, then the amount of transmission should be significantly lower. But I imagine if you catch the virus in 105, 106 degree heat, then it's going to be all bad for you, right? Like you have the virus on top of the fact that you're, you know, sweating like a dog trying to find any type of coolant, any type of cooling off. And on top of that sweating from the heat, you probably have like fevers and shit from the virus, like all bad. So please be safe. Um, Speaking of the virus, because if you listen to the last episode, um, I mentioned I was going on walks. I'm just going outside more for, you know, general health purposes, right? Um, and that's been going well. Like, I was having migraines, and now I am not anymore, which is good. Like, the vitamin D is coming back. Or I feel like I just, like, used up all my reserves of vitamin D. I just had, like, the backup vitamin D that I was using. Like, I was running on backup vitamin D, and then I ran out of it, so then I had to get more, basically. That's how I see it anyway. If That might be complete unscientific BS, but I already said it. Who cares? But when I first started walking, right, there's, there wasn't very many people. Like, I only saw, like, one or two people each of my first days, right? But now, like, I'm seeing more people, right? And it's, like, the different days affect things, too. Like, on Friday, um, I saw more people and today is Saturday, I saw more people, right? And that's, you know, unlucky because I don't like dodging and weaving so many people, right? But I'm making sure to go out of my way to, you know, keep a distance. Like if we're both coming on the sidewalk, right? I'm willing to like go into the bike lane or something trying to keep my distance. But some of these people are not wearing masks. 
Now, I knew that there were people that didn't believe in wearing masks and like didn't want to wear a mask, but I wasn't aware just how many of them actually lived in my hometown and in my neighborhood. So I'm walking out and I see people that have no masks or just, you know, walking like there's no invisible virus outside and they have the nerve to like say good morning to me. No, if you're out here with no mask on, you do not get to talk to me. I've already decided that no mask, you don't get the the cordial politeness. You don't get anything more than a head nod from me. Because why why would why would I give you that? Why would you open your mouth at me? Why would you potentially, you know, spray your droplets at me? No. Absolutely not. If you are not wearing a, a mask, you don't get that talking privilege. I'm sorry, you don't right? Having the nerve, you see me with my mask on, like, cause I've been wearing my mask, right? And I've been like trying to jog in the mask, see how it works, right? Walking a long time in the mask. And if you come with no mask in sight, not even like you might've been wearing a mask, but you like pulled it down to like breathe a little easier, right? Not even anything like that. If you have no mask in sight, you, you have to go away. You cannot talk to me at all, right? I've decided you are not allowed in my space if you do that i will not respond to your good morning right i might give like maybe like a head nod maybe even just like an eyebrow raise but you are not entitled to my speaking voice i've decided that i decided that today this morning when someone just like tried to say good morning to me and i was just like so disgusted because you're not wearing a mask man like an even even if let's say this virus isn't real right? Let's just say that. Let's assume that it's not real. It is real, by the way, but let's assume that it's not. Even if it's not, there's a chance that it's not. We, what we do know is that people have died, right? There are people on the record of dying and they're saying they're dying because of this disease. If you don't believe that the disease is real, right? There has to be some type of non-zero percentage that the disease Israel, right? Because there are people dying and people keep talking about it, right? So it doesn't make sense for the virus to be make-believe or at least not be 100% certain that the virus is make-believe because people keep talking about it, right? From the president all the way down, people keep talking about it. And even the president who's largely downplayed the virus, right, has still mentioned the virus's existence, right? So my thing is, right, even if you don't think it's real, why not? Why take the chance, right? Why take the off chance that it's real and you get it, right? Because we've seen the consequences if you get it, right? And they're looking into like NCAA athletes and professional athletes like getting heart inflammation as a result of this disease. And like the rate of heart inflammation is a little bit too high for comfort, right? Because if you just look at like straight percentages, the percentage is low overall, right? But it's still a chance, right? Even if it was like a 0.02% chance, I would still be out here like taking all the precautions that I need to because that off chance is not worth risking, right? It's not worth risking spreading it to other people, potentially high risk people. It's not worth risking me going into that hospital, right? The whole point of the flattening the curve was so that the hospital workers weren't 
overwhelmed and things like that. But just because the hospital workers aren't so overwhelmed doesn't mean that I want to pay them a visit, right? Just because the beds is open doesn't mean I want to be in the bed, right? So I'm taking every precaution. As someone who thinks the virus is real, real, I'm taking all the precaution. But for those people out there who don't think the virus is as big a deal as I think they should be, right? Like, what's the harm in preventing it just in case? What's the harm in just saying, you know what? I'm going to wear a mask. Everyone else is doing it. I'll blend in. No one's going to say anything, right? What's the harm in that, right? Because the opposite, right? Let's say what the other consequences are, right? Either you get the virus or you get fined or you get people yelling at you, right? Or you're going to start a fight in Trader Joe's, right? None of these are good options, right? Unless you're someone who just really wants to fight at Trader Joe's, right? These aren't good options for you to have, right? Wearing a mask, even if you don't 100% believe in it, right? Wearing a mask and going about your day is the least resistance, right? No one's gonna get mad at you if you're wearing a mask. You're just gonna be like everyone else. And this is one of the cases where blending in feels good. Blending in is the right thing to do. A lot of times people say, yo, stand out, be unique, all that stuff. No, no uniqueness here. If you want unique, get a cool design for your mask, okay? That can be your personality, whatever mask you have. You don't get to just open your mouth at people. Absolutely not. Someone opened my mouth. I know I already talked about it. It was like, that is so disrespectful. How dare you open your mouth at me when you know that you could potentially have some fucking virus? Absolutely not. Um, But enough about me. Let's talk about me. So in addition to, you know, walking outside, I've been making TikToks. And I've been making TikToks for a while now, right? And TikTok is weird because it's not something that like you want your friends to follow you on, right? And it's just something to sort of dick around or or at least that's how I was using it, right? But like a lot of the stuff like if you look at it sort of outside the context of TikTok, either it doesn't make sense or maybe it's a little bit awkward to to watch if you're not in the the TikTok world or you're not in the social media world. So it's weird in that you don't want your friends to see necessarily, right? But I've been making more TikToks and I've been making more linguistics-based TikToks because if you didn't know, linguistics is something that I really like and something that I majored in in college and something that I would like to pursue further maybe in the future, like maybe professionally or maybe some type of graduate school, who knows, right? I'm still up in the air in that. So... I've been making some linguistics-based videos, right? And trying to have fun with it, not just like straight up talk to the camera, although sometimes it is just talking to the camera, right? But trying to, you know, create new ways to deliver the linguistics content. And I've noticed that it's becoming a little bit more of a niche. And that's something that is cool because it's getting more views. And Views for me is not like a lot of views. I mean like 30 people liking it, but as long as people like it, I'm cool with it. But getting more attention on that and like I've been talking to different people on TikTok who have, you know, linguistics background or 
interested in linguistics and that's really cool right but my concern is that I'll get too far in the niche that I can't do anything else right because TikTok if you're if you're not on the app it's a lot of dancing and trends and you know colors and you know bright antics all that stuff and when I joined TikTok I didn't join TikTok to be educational at all right I joined TikTok to be dumb right I joined TikTok to make stupid videos that maybe I think are funny right allowing like a different side of my personality to come out right because so much of life like you have to be serious like in your at your job you have to be serious unless you know your job is like professional comedian or something but there's a lot of like seriousness in our lives and yes you can be silly on like twitter and all that and i do think that i have the space to be silly on twitter but it's a little bit different on a video platform just because people actually can see your face and hear your voice and look at your body move so it's a different type of silliness that comes across right but i never really wanted to be niche ever right i've never wanted to be pinned down into one you know pigeonhole because i think as people we're three-dimensional people right i don't know anyone who just has one singular interest right most people have at least two so like when it comes to you know having multiple interests or wanting to talk about different things and wanting to try new things on tiktok potentially right i never wanted to fall into a niche i wanted to sort of do whatever i want right and now i'm getting more followers based on things that i've said that are more on the educational side and that doesn't mean i don't like the educational videos right i'll have fun with that and occasionally i'll just run into something that's really smart really profound or profound sounds a little bit braggy, but you know what I mean, right? Sometimes I'll run into that stuff and that's fun to make also. And that's something that maybe has a positive impact on the world or on the people watching it also, right? But I never wanted to get stuck in one particular thing. I think that's part of the reason why this podcast is the way it is, is because I can talk about sort of whatever I want, at least on a surface level. I can't go too deep into everything because sometimes it's just going to require too much explanation. And by the time I explain enough for people to understand something, it's you know, it's they're they've already lost interest, maybe on this podcast. So I can talk about whatever I want. But sometimes I'd be careful about how I deliver things or how I sort of navigate between topics or picking what topics to talk about, right. But I never wanted to make this particular podcast just a specific subject matter. There's subject matters that come up a lot like you know, sports or like celebrities or cancel culture or Pokemon, right? There are certain things that come up a lot, but it isn't that I want to be pigeonholed into something or other, right? Um, And that's what this sort of podcast is for. And that's sort of how I, I'm, I wouldn't say market, that's not the right word, but that's how I shaped it, right? Is that I can, I have the room to talk about whatever concerns me, whatever is important to me, whatever I found funny issues, maybe I think you should know, maybe if I have some type of insight that you want to, that you want to have, right? That's what I, what I did this, right? And I was thinking about this because I 
also kind of contradict myself a little bit because I do have another podcast. It's a Love Island podcast called World of Love, where I do um, Love Island, which is, if you don't know, it's a reality dating show. Uh, you can Google it. Um, but Love Island, it has iterations in a bunch of countries, right? So it's Love Island UK, which is the original that I covered. And then Love Island Australia, which I covered. And Love Island USA, which I am going to cover because it's coming back soon and they're doing something really weird with it right but I realized as I was coming up with this thought I realized that I'm contradicting myself because yes I have this platform here to sort of freestyle a little bit even though I I write everything down that I want to talk about but we can we can you know go a little nuts with the topics here right the love island podcast is strictly only love island that's where the niche is and again love island is not my only interest right but i figured out pretty early on that i couldn't talk about love island the way i wanted to here on this podcast because i have no clue if you know anything about love island so if you don't know anything about love island then you can't really you know, get down with what I'm talking about necessarily, or at least that's how I'm thinking, right? That's my mindset. Maybe I'm wrong about this, right? But if you don't know anything about Love Island, and I'm just talking about it for 30 minutes, right? I feel like people who don't have that interest are going to lose interest, right? And they're not going to listen. And I don't want that necessarily. Like, if you want to listen, I want to make sure I can give you something you know, listenable for as many people as possible. So I started that Love Island podcast and I have fun doing that. And again, it's called a world of love. It should be linked in the in the description of this podcast. I've been linking that for a while. Um and that should be coming back. But like that sort of niche thing that you find and it does well again from my standards, the Love Island podcast does well. Right. So You know, maybe I'm a little bit hypocritical on that, but I've always, even if I do have like the niche, you know, area, right, or like the niche content, I want a space where I can, I can do what I want. I don't want to be chained down, like say I become the Pokemon guy, like say I turn this whole podcast into a Pokemon themed podcast, right, but I have other things I want to talk about. What about the presidential election, right? How do I talk about that within a Pokemon podcast? I can't. So, or at least not as effectively as I want to. So I create this new space that where, you know, we have lots of reaches to pull from, you know? Um, But without getting too much into podcasting about podcasting, right? I do want to talk about the presidential election really quick. So looking at the presidential election, we have Donald Trump, who is bad, and we have Joe Biden, who is unremarkable. And depending on your opinion, you would think that he's bad. And I've said, I think, from the beginning, and I don't think this is a hot take, that I don't know what Joe Biden's policies are. I'm also not an political expert, but I had no idea what Joe Biden's policies are other than I want to beat Trump, right? And I felt, I found that, like, even now that Kanye is Kanye and he's just gonna do whatever Kanye feels like doing, right? I felt like someone like Kanye, if Kanye was a more, like, serious figure politically, like, I felt like that could have threatened Joe Biden's 
base for sure, right? But now there's a wrinkle in this because we have our vice president nominee. And Joe Biden, right, he said he would pick a woman to be the vice president, right? So Kamala Harris, or I believe... I believe it's Kamala, right? It's not Kamala. I know that. I used to call her Kamala Harris. That's not the case. I believe it's like Kamala or Kamala Harris is like the proper way that she wants you to pronounce it. But Kamala Harris, right, is now the VP, right? And there was always a chance ever since Biden said, my VP is going to be a woman, right? And the Democratic Party, I think, is pretty divided on like who they actually like. Like there are people who are big Harris fans, but then a lot of people who are more like Bernie, right? More Bernie fans. A lot of them are not fully down with Kamala Harris because of her, you know, prison industrial complex history or like throwing a lot of people in prison and a lot of us on the Bernie side are just sort of like yo can you chill on the prison so that's sort of a disconnect but I do think a lot of people like a lot of left leaning leftist democrat people are gonna vote for Joe Biden despite the fact that he is Joe Biden and he hasn't really done anything to help himself right and even if you don't like Harris you're still gonna vote even though you don't like both of them like there's a lot of people who don't like either Biden or Harris on the left side of the spectrum right and I think that a lot of them will vote for Biden still but my question was when this was released who could Joe Biden have picked that would make even the people who said they would vote for Biden no matter what though no matter what people who could Joe Biden pick that people would finally be out right and I think the answer the answer that I came up with which Joe Biden's running mate that would hurt his chances I think you'd have to go pretty far and you'd have to go with someone like David Duke right you couldn't just do like a regular Republican like you couldn't pick Marco Rubio as your vice president because people would still vote for you even if Marco Rubio is a Republican from Florida and he already tried his hand at presidency and lost right even if you pick that I still think that people would pick Joe just based off the fact that Donald Trump is fucking with the post office for some reason so um that might be cool but what when we have someone like David Duke or someone on the level of David Duke I think that's what it would have to take to get a lot of people who are voting for Joe Biden to not vote for Joe Biden right and no, I don't know everything about Biden's career. I know he was vice president. I know he's from Delaware, all that stuff. But it's also possible that Joe Biden hasn't really had to work in years because the vice presidency really exists just in case anything happens to the president, right? The vice president doesn't have a lot of rulemaking power, right? So Biden was vice president for eight years and he probably didn't have to do much, right? And then he could have just retired because he had served the government in the second highest position. So he's probably retired, right? And then he goes back into the government ring, right? Has he actually had time to do this or think about like 
how tough it's going to be on him like physically and mentally like maybe that's why we haven't gotten anything really compelling from joe biden like i can't think of a joe biden quote that really moves me or joe biden like saying or picture or anything like that where joe biden is like my number one guy right i don't have that maybe people do have that but i don't have that right and i was also thinking like because you know presidents have merch right they have like president shirts and all that stuff and i don't think i'm ever going to buy presidential merch again and here's why so with a president right and now that i'm you know aware and i'm old and i can vote and all that stuff right presidents and politicians aren't going to be 100 percent lined up with you usually right there usually is going to be some difference and when the president does something that inevitably pisses you off right you're going to see that merch shirt and you're going to be like, wow why did i buy that merch shirt so i don't think i'm going to buy any presidential candidate merch unless it's something that's like retro and like the candidate wasn't racist and it's like something from like 1982 then maybe right that might be cool but i'm not buying biden merch i'm not buying you know kamala harris merch that's just not how it's gonna go for me because if or when they make me angry right i'm gonna have to look at the image of the shirt and be like wow my leaders did me dirty here glad i have this shirt to commemorate them forever absolutely not i'm not doing that type of stuff right um and another thing like while we're on the topic of politics and all that i want to talk about aoc just for a second just for a quick second aoc alexandria ocasio cortez because with biden's you know unremarkable political performance but somehow his political ascension um and people not being super happy about that a lot of people are like when ocasio cortez is eligible for to run she should be president like i want alexandria ocasio cortez to be president and i'm not vehemently against aoc becoming president i want to make that clear i like aoc she could be a good president i'm fine with that right my problem is when it comes to AOC and like the presidency and putting her up on the pedestal, it's not that she's a bad person. It's not that she doesn't deserve it, right? But when you put someone so high, right, the chances of them disappointing you also get high, right? Because maybe a little thing disappoints you or maybe they don't align exactly with your political views on a certain issue and then their star comes crumbling down, right? We see this a lot with celebrities, right? Like Jamila Jamil or Jennifer Lawrence. Like those people were put up pretty high on a pedestal and then once they say things that maybe people don't agree with and I'm not saying I agree with um what these people say also but when people don't agree with something or when you disappoint someone even a little bit right that pedestal can come tumbling down and it can be like a meteor coming towards the earth right like i don't need aoc to be president right would she make a good president i mean better than the options we got for sure right but i don't need like every politician that i like 
to run for president, right? Because I, while I think Joe Biden is going to be a better president than Trump, assuming Joe Biden gets elected, right? I don't think Joe Biden is going to be a better president because of Joe Biden, right? Biden is going to have like the the cabinet and maybe we have the party on our side with the with the Congress votes and all that stuff, right? That's where Joe Biden would probably be a better president than Trump, right? But it's through no ability of his own, right? It's mostly like cabinet members and, you know, shared documents, things like that. I think that would, you know, rocket people into a good presidency. But that has nothing to do with the physical or capabilities of the president, right? If it's, you know your cast and crew helping you with the decision like yeah you can smile and be charismatic but there are people who did the actual work right i'm i'm very wary i've been wary this whole year of just like propping people up as unproblematic or standing a politician i i think standing is overall a bad idea but in this case with um the president or politicians i don't think that you should like really be fans super hard fans at least of politicians right i think standing a politician is just gonna send you on a one-way path to fucking disappointment um but anyway we have a little bit of time i'm feeling kind of good right we'll talk about a couple more things right first up is the xxl double xl freshman list and i don't want to go through the entire freshman list what I'm thinking now, as I am a 25-year-old man, right, and I'm seeing the the double XL freshman list, right, I'm slowly realizing that, like, since rap is, like, the most popular genre, right, there's going to be a lot of rappers that I just don't know. I'm going to turn into my parents in this way, right? There's just going to be a lot of people that I don't know, right? And I think the sign that I will be truly, truly washed is when I look at the XXL freshman list, and I don't recognize any names on it. This year, I recognize names, right? Maybe not everyone's name, but that I think that's also the point, is like to discover new artists and things like that. But I wasn't aware of everyone's name, but I was aware of enough names for me to feel comfortable, right? But I realized like in 2011, right? Like I knew every rapper on the XSL freshman list. And I should probably explain the XSL freshman list is like new up and coming rappers that, you know, make like a top 10 ranking list on XXL magazine, which is like a hip hop magazine, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So right now I can focus on just, yes, I know I recognize some people. I'm good. I am not washed. Right. But the day is going to come where I am washed because I'm noticing less and less rappers each year that the freshman list comes out. Whereas I knew all of them early on, like 2010, 11, all that stuff. Right. I knew exactly what rappers sounded like, who would sound cool on a rap cypher together, all that. But as I'm trying to hold on to my youth, I think the one thing that's definitely fleeting for me is like knowing all these new artists, right? Like I try, like I try to just like fuck up Spotify and like listen to anything, right? Just to get the algorithm to the most interesting space possible. And a lot of that is like these younger 
rappers, these newer rappers or like cloud rappers or things like that, that I do listen to sometimes. I just don't always know. Right. And that's another thing like with like music and, and doing my Spotify method, which is basically just like typing in a random artist, going into similar artists, going into that similar artist, similar artists, and then playing their music and just going random, not caring about genre, not caring about, you know, when the music came out, all that stuff. The scary part is, is that you don't necessarily know which musicians are terrible people. If you do it that way, like sometimes you'll be listening to someone and you're like, oh no, right, looking more into them, like they don't align with me at all. And I'm referencing a specific person and that's Ted Nugent, where I listened to Ted Nugent music for the first time and then I Googled Ted Nugent and turned out that Ted Nugent is the worst person in the continental United States. So I had to drop Ted Nugent, but I like that sort of like 70s rock type of thing at the time when I was listening to Ted Nugent. I just had no idea who the guy was, right? And that's sort of where I'm at now, where I don't recognize anyone or I don't recognize a lot of people. The people that I'm listening to, I don't recognize. And as I learn more about them, I'm always scared that they're just going to be like Nazis or something. I'm going to have to drop this good music because the person I found out about is actually a terrible person. I just didn't know, right? Because I feel like now I listen to a lot of music, but I wouldn't say I'm a fan of a lot of artists. Like I think I'm still a fan of the same artists I was like last year, but I'm listening to new songs by new musicians, new artists every day. And I think that's pretty cool right? But I know one day I'm just going to be watched and I'm just going to say, who are these fucking teenagers on the double XL freshman list? I remember when I had Kendrick Lamar on my freshman list, not my freshman list. Like, I know I'm going to become that eventually, but I'm holding on to it as much as I can, right? Um, I also noticed that if we're going to rope TikTok back into things, right? I also noticed that a lot of the rappers on the freshman list had like songs blow up on TikTok, like they made their song specifically like on TikTok and shared it on that platform. And I'm wondering how many people take TikTok artists seriously. And when I say TikTok artists, I mean people who blew up because of the app, right? Because people still don't necessarily take YouTubers seriously as fully fledged grown actors. So I feel like the same thing is probably going to come from these TikTok musicians, right, that made a song and went big on TikTok and everyone's using it. One, because most people on TikTok only make like 15 second videos. So you don't even know the whole song. You only know a little bit, a snippet of it. And two, I don't know how much it's respected as like a streaming platform, right? But if you can blow it up, if you can get famous any way you can, if it's TikTok, if it's something else, then fucking go for it, man. If the impending potential TikTok ban, which I hope doesn't happen, has told us anything, is that all this shit is temporary. All this internet shit is temporary. Twitter could be gone tomorrow. Instagram could be gone tomorrow. YouTube, Snapchat could be gone tomorrow, right? So if you want to post something, if you want to do the dance, go fucking do it, right? I love you for it. And last thing I want to talk about, right? And yeah, it's kind of short this week, but we'll see. Last thing I want to talk about, or actually, actually two more things, but last thing I want to talk about, Avatar The Last Airbender on Netflix and Legend of Korra is on Netflix, but there's going to be a live action adaptation of Avatar The Last Airbender, but Netflix is seemingly poised to fuck it up, 
right? Because Avatar The Last Airbender, if you don't know, is a kid's show, it's about magic, all that stuff. But it's also widely considered a masterpiece, and adults like it just as much as kids do, right? And I think Netflix is keyed in on the, like, adult demographic of this reboot of Avatar The Last Airbender, and they're trying to make it more adult, and the creators of the actual show said no, right? We're not going to make it more adult, we're not going to have sex in Avatar, because, again, Avatar is a kid's show, so we're not going to have sex in Avatar or like a lot of blood or anything like that. They just wanted a live-action adaptation that does the original show justice, right? And then, but couldn't happen. Netflix wanted sex, and then the creators are out, right? And the creators are important because the creators also do a lot of the writing and all that stuff. And the last time the the creators weren't involved in the last Airbender movie, it turned out to be one of the worst movies of all time so the fans are disappointed but my thing is is that fans of avatar that are my age right we know the show is for kids but we still like it right it's a show for kids and the kids show is a vehicle but we can see the themes surrounding it a whole lot more as adults than maybe we could as kids right so my thing is just because it's aimed to appeal to younger people doesn't mean that older people can't enjoy it because we see that they do and i feel like netflix has this sort of narrow-minded approach when it's coming to this adaptation that like most of the people on netflix i would assume are adults right 18 and up and they want to see something more adult and they have this sort of cookie cutter idea of what adult is right but we don't really care Right? I think what Avatar The Last Airbender has proven is that if your story is good enough, it doesn't really matter if it's for children or adults, we're still going to like it. Right, like The main protagonist of Avatar The Last Airbender, the Avatar, is 12 years old, and people adore the shit out of him. Right, So all that is to say that this... Like when you when you fuck with the vision too much, when you try to you know fuck with the vision before building the vision, right that's something problematic but i think this whole idea of like kids versus adults right i think it's actually more fluid than that i think avatar the last airbender and legend of korra which you should watch with an open mind um little shout out there right i think what that's proof is that like the balance between kids show and not kids show is more fluid than what i think netflix is making it out to be right and now, when I thought that this live-action Avatar remake would be pretty good, since the original creators were about behind it, I now think it's going to be pretty bad. But, I'm still going to watch it. I'm still going to watch it, right? No matter how bad I think it is, or no matter how bad it looks, I'm still going to watch it. Like I like Avatar enough to watch whatever live-action Netflix adaptation they, they give to me right but it just is kind of a bummer that is probably going to be bad but i'm still gonna watch it like i feel like a lot of people are telling the internet that they're not gonna watch the new avatar live action and they're gonna just like cancel it or whatever but i feel like i have to watch it i've been too invested in avatar this quarantine to not watch the live action netflix adaptation whenever it comes out right and then that's sort of the the weird sort of quarantine state where it's like 
I'll watch anything, right? Give me something to watch and I'll fucking watch it, right? I think that's how Tiger King fucking became the talk of the internet for like a week and a half. So all that stuff is, um, you know, possible to go viral. I just don't think it's going to be bad. I'm going to willingly watch something bad probably on Netflix whenever this live adaptation comes out, right? But the creative differences and all that, like, we don't need sex in Avatar, right? We, I mean, I'm not saying that we couldn't use, like, those adult themes in Avatar also, right? Like, I don't think Avatar would be bad with, like, sex and adult things. I just don't think that we need it. I think that we need to think about kids versus adult shows in a little bit of a different way, right? A little bit more nuance. So sprinkle some nuance on our decision-making for once. Um, and yeah, lastly, I'm probably going to be recording Saturday, which I am now, and posting on Sunday. Maybe I'll record on Sunday and post on Monday, right? I'm not entirely sure, but my schedule has shifted, right? And I need to preserve my voice, right? That's the whole thing with this whole online Zoom meeting, and I'm basically yelling at my computer for forever in a day, right? Need to preserve my voice. So probably recording on the weekend and posting the day after I record is probably going to be what's most apt for me right now. So look out for this either on Sundays or Mondays. Um, I'll probably update you on the podcast Twitter account because that's where I give updates if I can't record or if a new recording is coming out. And I'm trying to be you know diligent with that one. Um, YouTube, I haven't had any good ideas for YouTube videos recently um i'm trying to get on on my horse with that as well but it's been a struggle coming up with like actual youtube content i've been doing a lot of like tiktok things and like the youtube content has been put on a back burner but i'm trying to get back into that i just honestly and truly just don't have any ideas so maybe you'll see me there on youtube in the new future but i think i can upload this to youtube now with my new schedule my new work schedule right? I can upload this to YouTube pretty soon after it's uploaded everywhere else, which is great. I don't like having just straight podcasts on my YouTube channel. Like I like to break up the podcast with a different type of video, like a more, you know, YouTube style video than the podcast. But we'll see. I If I come across some type of inspiration, maybe we'll see more YouTube videos. I'm working on it, but it's a struggle right now, but I'm feeling good. I'm going to save my voice. Thank you for listening to all of this, where we bounced around from topic to topic to topic to topic. Because again, we don't do niches over here, baby. We just we just talk. We just chat. And yeah, I think it turned out pretty good. So thank you for watching, listening, paying attention. Please be safe. It's hot. There's a virus, all that stuff. Please be safe. I will talk to you next time. All right. Love you. Bye.